Trumos, Perik Zayin, Mishnah Gimel, 7.3. Hamachel is banav ketanim. If a person feeds truma to his children who are minors, meaning you're talking about here children who are not bar bar mitzvah, and of course the children are not kohanim. So you're feeding them uh, truma, and they don't, they're not chayv uh, and mitzvahs, and maybe they're actually, actually because the Pasuk says, ki yochel kodesh bishkaga, the Pasuk which specifies um, one who eats truma bishkaga is referring specifically to an ish, an adult, as opposed to a child, perhaps. That's the drash here also. There's a different shitas on if it's the generic exemption of children or the specific exemption of this Pasuk on children. Either way, the point is, these children are not going to be paying Karen Vachomesh um, because they're children. And you aren't going to be paying Karen Vachomesh because you weren't doing the eating of the truma. You're simply feeding it to them. So in such a case, um, you might have to make financial restitution to the Kohen because you took that which wasn't yours, just if you would have poured that food down the drain or into your goat's mouth or something, and you have to reimburse what you took. But it won't be... Um, returning chulin and won't be paying a chomish and so on, and the children similarly won't pay because they're just children, either, again, the generic exemption for children, or that uh, the Pasuk specifically excludes children. Same goes of es avadav, ben gadol and ben katanam. If a person feeds his eved, his servants, his slaves, these are non-Jewish slaves, whether they're grown-up, meaning whatever, older, or katanam, or their children, it doesn't matter. In both cases, again, he who fed his slaves will have to reimburse the Kohen for taking that which wasn't his, but the slaves won't be making any restitution to the Kohen, even though they're forbidding, forbidden to eating this truma, because um, they're not the slaves owned by a Kohen. Um, the reason, however, here is very different. Here it's simply a matter of, when it comes to an, a normal Eved, an Eved Kanani, a non-Jewish slave, so they have no um, hand of their own, so to speak, with which to own financial assets or any assets. Um, so that being the case, there's there's no way for, under normal circumstances, for an Evid to have money, and therefore he couldn't pay back because he's penniless, as that's the normal setup. Um, <clears throat> of course, um, if that Evid would ever be freed, so then if he wants to get the Kapari, he'll be required now to give Karen Vachomish. And similarly, if one engineered, you know, he contrived a strange case where he, a person was a benefactor to a Evid Kanani, a non-Jewish slave, and he gave the money with the right halachic stipulations, which said that this money isn't for, should not become the property of the owner of the slave, rather be the slave's property um, with which he could pay back the um, Karen Vachomish. So in such a case, then the slave would be able to have money and in fact would be required to purchase Hulin and repay back Karen Vachomish um, to get a kapara for having um, eaten Truma Bishkaga. <clears throat> the mission continues on with more cases where there won't be Karen Vachomish. Here the case is ha'ochel trumas chutz la'aretz. If one eats truma that came from chutz la'aretz, meaning outside of Eretz Yisrael, uh, we said previously that um, produce that grows outside of Eretz Yisrael, meaning um, in Surya, in Ammon or Moab, in Mitzrayim, and in Bavel, there's a rabbinic requirement to separate um, truma there. However, if one did eat such truma, bishkaga, he wouldn't add the karen v'chomesh. That is to say that there is no, within the framework with which the rabbis required taking truma and chutzlart, they did not require the karen v'chomesh surcharge in the event the one inadvertently ate such truma. Um, that's not to say that truma medurabanan in general is exempt from Karen Vachomish. In fact, it's very possible that, as I said before, in the time of the Mishnah, 
all Trumos is only the Rabbanon because the majority of the Jews were not in Eretz Yisrael in the time of the Mishnah. They had been exiled already 500 years previous and they hadn't really come back in the majority. And it may well be, according to many Shittas, including probably Halach Lamaisa, even in the time of the Mishnah, there was no there's no mitzvah d'oraisa to take truma, it's just a rabbanon, and yet, of course, the Mishnahis are speaking about giving karen v'chomish because the rabbis didn't, when they required the rabbinically to give truma, they did not relax the obligations of karen v'chomish in the case of eating bishkaga, but they didn't set up such an obligation when it came to truma that came from chutzlarts. Finally, v'ochel pachos mekazayas truma, the fourth case is if one eats less than one kazais of truma. So here, he's he is doing the eating, um, and normally said if one eats truma b'shogeg, he has to give back karen v'chomish. However, that requires he eats it. Now, normally we we said other cases where he feeds it someone else or he waits it, etc. Here he actually is putting it down his throat. The thing is that for someone to be a legal maasa chila, a legal act of, of eating, it has to conform to a number of requirements. What he's eating has to be fit for human consumption, which let's assume it is here. We're talking about truma food. Um, but it also has to be eaten um, a requisite quantity of food. Um, and that requisite quantity is a kazayas, the volume of an olive. Think of a small matchbox, like a matchbox size, that kind of thing is a kazayas. So um, if the volume of food he consumed was less than a kazayas, even though he ate it through his mouth, it's not a legal act of eating. And that being the case, he won't have to give Karen Vachomish. Of course, if he ate, you know, whatever it is, five cents worth of fig cake, that's truma fig cake, but less than a kazayas, he'll have to give back those five cents that he took from the, you know, value that he took from the Kohen, um, but no chomish needs to be added to that because he didn't do a legal act of eating. It's the same as if one would, you know, eat uh, less than a kazayas of, of bacon. So then there's no, there's no lashes for that, no malakas for that, because it's not a legal act of eating. Um, although we do paskin, by the way, that a chazi shear is aser medorai, so we do pasuk that, so it's forbidden to eat um, a half a kazayas of bacon, but one would not incur lashes for that act because it's not a legal act of eating. Um, same goes, by the way, just let me speak it out for a second, that um, an illegal act of eating requires not just that it's in the requisite volume, meaning kazayas for solids and reviews for liquid, uh, but also that it's done within the amount of time that makes it a single act of eating, which Chazal said at Bechdei Pras, the amount of time it takes to eat, like a half of a loaf of bread, which works out to being somewhere between two and nine minutes, depending on the shitas. But uh, certainly if one um, ate a kazayas over the course of ten minutes, he would not have done an act of eating and wouldn't be liable for Karen v'chomesh. Um, he would just have to repay what he consumed. This is just to illustrate the point a little further. Um, it's the same if, for argument's sake, he took some truma grape juice and put a feeding tube straight into his stomach or an IV into his blood or something. Um, in all those cases, it's not called an act of eating. And if he did that, so he got somehow managed to get the, you know, the truma into his belly direct, um, he would not be chayab to pay Karen v'chomesh because that's not considered to be an act of eating. Okay, in all those cases that we just set up to now, the feeding of one's children, um, his non-Jewish slave, his eating truma from chutzlaretz, or his eating less than a kazayas, the din is mishalem a Karen, one must repay the principle which he took that belongs to a Kohen, of course, just as if he stole his bike or something, um, or broke his bike or whatever. He need not, however, pay the Chomesh. If he, he, the guy who did the feeding to the children, let's say, or the slaves, etc., if he reimburses the Kohen with 
chulin food stuff. So in other words, I fed my child a cup of truma wine. Now I'm going to repay you by giving you back your cup, a, cup, a new cup of chulin wine. The chulin wine that I give you um, remains chulin. It doesn't become truma, even though it's to reimburse for truma, because that's only applicable when you're paying the karen v'chomish. Um, and therefore, since it's just a financial restitution and not actually, you know, a returning of chulin into truma, so then imratza kohen limchol, if the kohen who was incurred the loss of originally was his truma, that kohen can be mochel, meaning he can say, I don't want your money, I don't want your wine, I'm not interested in that, and, and that's sufficient. Meaning, as opposed to, as you said previously, if a, if a person, bishkaga, inadvertently ate another kohen's truma fig, so then he will be obligated to return a, a chulen fig plus an extra chomish worth of fig, and, um, and the kohen can't decline that. The reason why is because he needs to get his kapara, and the Torah is obligated to give Karen v'chomish regardless of whether or not the Kohen wants to be reimbursed. But here it's just a financial restitution, meaning, in fact, the person who ate the Kohen's truma fig could, or excuse me, who fed it to his child, etc., actually could just write the Kohen a check. No need to give an actual fig. Um, it's just a matter of financial restitution. So when that's being the case, the Kohen is at liberty to say, I don't want your money or your restitution and just decline it. Just the same way he could decline a check if you broke his or stole his bike, etc., um, and that being the case, Imratza Kohen Limchol, the Kohen wants to be Mochel and um, forgive the debt that you owe him for taking that which was his, Mochel, he is allowed to do so.